Welcome back to another episode on the Off the Dome podcast. I am your host, Matt Z, and on today's podcast, we have the mighty Matt Heinrichs. I had a blast talking to this guy. We go deep into the motivation of individuals, finding your purpose, finding your drive in life, these values that you hold deep to yourself. We go deep. We look into the abyss of a rabbit hole, and we jump deep into that. So, Without further ado, before I ruin this whole podcast for you guys, I'll shut up so you guys can enjoy this magnificent podcast I had with Matt Heinrichs. Enjoy. It's off the dome. Check it out. Escape reality with Matt Z. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. <laughs> Yo, and for the third time now, cheers. Matt Heinrichs is on off the dome welcome my man it's good to see you out here appreciate it zeroni it's nice to be on here and uh, to see what you're doing no i respect that man i love to see a little backstory heinrichs uh, is the fitness manager at the gym i work out at now we also play football together um so i see this kid all the time so it's i love it to see where this kid's going in life um and kind of building his own relationships now because i know like i knew you when you're in football yeah and you know, obviously there's that culture of people in football and a lot of relationships that you're going to have for the rest of your life. Um, but it's interesting to see you kind of diverge from that football culture that you're kind of part of before and kind of go down your own route. No. Yeah. And you know, I like, I think that, you know, this can relate to a lot of people and when they grow up and you're an athlete and your whole life is surrounded around sports and around, you know, becoming that pro athlete. And I think, you know, that's something that you had to face is something, you know, a lot of our friends are going through currently. And it's, you know, when do you stop competing, right? And when do you start kind of living your life and doing, the, you know, the other things that, you know, we missed out on as junior high went on in high school. And, you know, putting that plug on it, it's tough, right? You don't ever really know when's the right time or when's not the right time. And I just felt... You know, after a while, you know, just experiencing life a lot more and through injuries, I realized that I was missing out on a, a lot of in life due to, you know, my competitive nature and, you know, having to feed that again within, you know, an industry like, you know, the gym where, you know, managing a group of trainers and trying to hit quotas and, you know, trying to become one of the best gyms in Western Canada, which I think we're like number two or number three in terms of good lives right now. Um, yeah, it's just been like another thing to drive my competitive nature. And that's the reason why I felt like I haven't lost my purpose in sense of losing athleticism, but also gaining, you know, something as good as the gym. Right. And like, uh, like I was saying with you too, Zeroni earlier is like, you know, finding that purpose in life is, you know, going to be huge in terms of, you know, your overall happiness. No, absolutely, man. That's, I think that's something I've kind of like gone through in the last month, actually, if I'm not even going to lie. Because you know, like for me, it was from football, I had like a quick, pretty quick transition into golf. And I found like a big passion in golf. And it kind of like, it's something to occupy your brain in your free time, right? Because if you're not doing something in your free time, I feel like you're thinking about things in your free time, it's easy to kind of go down that hole of like depression and um, like low self-esteem, et cetera. And I think especially as an athlete or even as well to people who have retired, right? whenever these people finish their careers that gave them so much purpose from an athlete or somebody who's retired, it's, there's that empty void there that they don't have anymore. Right. Yeah. And so from my personal experience, I know from football, it was relatively easy because it was from football 
then I can go, okay, well, now I can golf. That's where I can put my focus in now. It's a sport. It's an activity that I can kind of keep my focus on. And, and what you've done now is put that focus into your work now. Yeah, and you have to. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you look at depression rates in Canada, you look at depression rates in Western culture, and they're, they're at sky time highs. And how do we have so many advances in terms of technology? We have advances, you know, in healthcare, advances in education, and everything, but yet depression is still one of the main causes of, you know, people's unhappiness. And I think that all comes down to is like, you know, people are losing a lot of their purpose in life. And, you know, finding that and reevaluating, reevaluating that is huge. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you could look at, look back and think it's, you know, what do I really want to achieve? Like, you know, looking back 20 years down the road when you're 50 years old, like, what do you really want in life? You know, and for me, you know, I had to really think about that because after football, I was lost. I didn't know where I wanted to go. I was personal training making like three grand a month i was barely affording rent i was in debt owed credit card debt like you know and i was just really like depressed and i didn't know what to do and i remember you know i took a money mart loan it's kind of funny but... oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah so you know yeah, i had I... Rock bottom, yeah right it's, rock bottom, like rock bottom. it's rock bottom man it's rock bottom man and like you know, I had a bunch of I had a bunch of friends that, you know, had more money than me and owned businesses. And they were like, Matt, let's go to Vancouver. Right. I haven't been to Vancouver. And, you know, they're like, let's go down there. Let's have a good time. Let's go get a bottle, whatever. Right. I let them know my situation. It was it was good. And I just remember, man, going back home from that trip and sitting on the air and sitting in, you know, the plane. And I was like, holy shit, I missed out on so much in life and I am missing out on so much in life. So what am I doing you know, being depressed, right? Living every day just to collect a paycheck instead of actually driving something but bigger that I'm actually going to want to do. So, you know, it really made me realize like, you know, what do I want in life? Like what kind of things do I need? And, you know, it wasn't money that I craved, you know, money isn't this, this driving force with anything. It's, it's a nice byproduct of what we want to do, but what did you really want to do? Like I wanted to travel. I wanted to, you know, go and have a nice house. I want to have a lake lot with a boat. Of course, that's all requires money, but that's what I wanted. So for me to get that, what would I have to do every day in terms of getting that? Mm -hmm. Right. So that was how I reshifted my mindset. And the reason why, you know, I think a lot of my successes at a young age, right, where, you know, I became a fitness manager of like a top company or, you know, one of the top good lives in Western Canada, I'm leading Western Canada and fitness manager sales right now. And it might not be, you know, the biggest thing that I can do, but you know, I feel like that restructured mindset has got me a lot to where I'm at now. And it's just continually driving that forward. And it's not to get money. It's more to, you know, to have success in whatever I'm doing. And that could be to change lives or selling houses or whatever. Right. Okay. Two questions from that. Was there like a, a moment, a specific moment in time where it all made sense? In what sense? So like, you know, like there's the, at what point were you like, this is like, I got to turn this around. Like where you, you said you're kind of in a depressive state and then cause you had no purpose in life. At what point were you just like, this is it. Like this, I realize why I'm unhappy. I realize yeah. that the characteristics that I have right mm -hmm. now, like it's a very self-aware moment. Like what was that moment to be like, sure. to move into yeah. the, find that purpose? Well, to be honest, man, like it wasn't like, it was a lot of moments. Like it was, I always knew it. Right. Like I, I knew I had to do something, but 
honestly, man, I'm not going to lie. Like that trip was huge to me. There's something that sparked it. I just remember, man, like I was, we were in this lounge called Pierre's. I mean, if anyone's been to Vancouver, you probably know Pierre's. It's one of these exclusive places where you get bottles. There's like good looking girls everywhere. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, I was like, man, like this it's is where I want to be. Yeah. It's, it's like, this is where I want to yeah. be. Right. Yeah. You know, I just enjoyed it. It was just nice. I felt good. I'm just like, you know, I'm at this place, but at the end of the day, I wasn't getting any attention. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and not to go on to too much superficial stuff. Cause I don't believe in a lot of that, but it was just like, I didn't have that thing that attracted people to me. Right. I might have that great personality. I might be funny around my friends. I might have this, but I didn't have those assets and I didn't have those things that I crave for. And it just kind of made me feel insignificant. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, I just, it just made me think, I'm like, wow, like, you know, what am I doing? And, you know, is that really getting me to this place that I desire? Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, I just felt like, you know, there's so many opportunities that life has to give you and, you know, us wasting it on something as in being sad or being down on ourselves is such a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, we're human, you know, like we're all going to go through that. Right. Yeah. We yeah. all go through that. But you know, how do you, how do you tell your brain, you know, that, how do you tell your brain just to not worry about the stuff that's insignificant and how do you get it restructured into the things that matter? And, you know, it was just cutting out that, those negative thoughts and the negative people. And, you know, it's a lot easier said than done, but at the end of the day, we're all, we're all authoritative to our brain. Like yeah. we control what we want to control. You know, if we want to allow that negative stuff to come in, we're going to allow that negative stuff to come in. Well, I think it's like catching yourself in the moment. Because I don't even feel like myself. It, and the more I do it, the more I'm aware of it. But it's just like being in a meditative state almost. And not even – and you're just observing your thoughts. So regardless if you're doing something or you're actually meditating, but it's just the practice of basically just observing your thoughts and like processing and using like critically – or critical – or fuck, I can't think of the words. But it's like critically thinking about – yeah, yeah. Critically think about like why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And you just, I'll just like pause sometimes to think and I say, okay, well, I'm, I feel a bit upset because this is affecting me. Well, why am I affecting, why is it affecting me? Well, it's out of my control. So who cares? And you kind of have to like give yourself those like pep talks. I know for myself, that's helped in terms of like finding like, and like restructuring your brain in terms of knowing those pitfalls essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, you know, if you think about it, man, like our brains are so intricate, like, you know, we're people of habit, right? Humans are habit. Mm -hmm. so like you know we do something so much all the time we don't even realize we're doing it you know all of a sudden you don't make your bed for three months it's just something you never do right until you you know let's say you have a girl over one day and she comments on the fact that you have a messy room yeah it probably makes you feel stupid right yeah. so then all of a sudden you're like wow like i actually got to change that part of myself and then you start doing that but Lots of times, too, people would be like, oh, you got a messy room. And then people were like, oh, shit, maybe that's something about me that's wrong. Yeah. Right? Why so people, do I have that messy room? Yeah, like, yeah. why do I have that messy room? Like, why am I like this? Yeah. Right? And you see this all the time, especially in my industry, is the people that I deal with aren't these people that are athletes that are coming in, that are motivated, that are driven. These are people, everyday people, man, that are sad with their life, that don't have this drive, that need that accountability. Mm -hmm. And for me, the reason why I love what I do so much is that I actually get to help people, right? Yeah. And that's not helping someone be able to bench 225. I mean, hey, fuck, man. I love benching 225 too since <laughs> I've been 17. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that is not why people come into the gym, right? 
So people come into the gym because they have this emotional connection on something that happened in their past that they're like, you know what? I have to, I have to get better because I felt stupid when that guy broke up with me for not being in shape. Right. Or I felt dumb for going on this hike with my friends and not being able to hold my breath Mm. right or breathe. Yeah. Right. These are the reasons people come in the gym. It's not because we want to look good and like, Maybe for you and I, that's why we want to go in the gym. But is it because we want to look good or is it because we want to, let's say, maybe attract females or like whatever. There's a different motivation for everybody and it's figuring that out. Well, I think there's a multitude of motivations because obviously it can be insecurities that drive you to the gym being like, I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to hold myself more accountable. Like I want to prioritize self-care. But I know from my ass, man, if I don't go to the fucking gym, like I just get like I lose my purpose in life, right? Because it's just like. Every day I'm like, I can get stronger, I can get better, right? I can get more athletic. And, like, for me, that's my goal when I go to the gym is just to be more athletic. Okay. And more, like, conscientious, conscientious of my body and, like, how the body parts move and, like, get that stability and consistency through, like, both sides of my body, right? Because I know, like, my upper chest and, like, my upper back are all fucked up because of passive injuries. So, for me, it's how can I rebalance all this shit, right? Um, so, yeah. But, anyways, I want to go back. And for the to- record, you should clean up your deadlift a little bit. That's why your upper back's hurting. I don't deadlift. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I don't joking. fucking deadlift. <laughs> that could explain my lower back, though. Um, but you had talked about, like, so do you prioritize, like, material objects? Because I know for you said you said that you want that house. You want that lakeside sure. property. Like, you want, obviously, that lifestyle, being able to go to the club and feel mm-hmm. that social acceptance, which is totally okay because yeah. we are social animals, right? It's kind of I feel like it's weird if you're not necessarily a social person. But do you do you prioritize those material things, or are there like non-material things in life that you chase as well? You know what, man? No, and, and and that's actually a great question because like I feel like maybe that could have came across a lot with that. Um, man, you know what? When I'm the happiest is when I'm around people that I enjoy being around. Yeah. Right. So absolutely, absolutely. Who bring out the best version of you? Yeah. Bring out right? the person you want. You know, to be. and I have fantastic friends, and you know, I've really built up my friend group from you know, where it was, you know, five years ago to now, right? You know, I don't want to be that person getting drunk at the bar every weekend. As we're pouring up drinks as, right now. <laughs> as we're pouring a couple of drinks right now. But, you know, that's not the guy I want to be anymore, right? Yeah. You know, I see there's so much more to give out. Like, I love to, like, be free. You know, like, freedom is actually what I what I chase for at the end of the day. It's not being able to go and get a nice house or get a car or whatever. To wake up and do whatever the fuck it's, you want to do. It's freedom, man. You know, financial like, freedom. Working, working out, or sorry, working sixteen-hour days isn't making me happy, yeah. right? Does that mean that what I'm doing is sacrificing my happiness? Yes and no, right? I do feel like it does sacrifice a little bit of my time right now that I sh- could be doing something else. Mm-hmm. But I feel like at the end of the day. You have to have that work ethic and you have to do what you can in order to get that, that freedom, right? Yeah. What is freedom, right? But then you also and have to enjoy your freedom when you get it. You do. And enjoy the fun as yeah. well too in life, yeah. Right? And again, right, that goes around with, you know, what you really prioritize. And I do prioritize the relationships with the people that I'm around in. You know, I do think that, you know, sometimes having that, you know, having some of those material things also does correlate and also bring that up. Uh, you know, and also impact the way that you have your relationships. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just the way a lot of the way that things are now, right? And, you know, of course, like I said, I would love to have a boat, but is it because I want to have a boat to flex on it or is it because I want to be with the people I enjoy being with Mm -hmm. in the sun, wakeboarding with my friends, right? Absolutely. That's kind of like what I'm getting at there. But, 
you know, freedom. And, you know, when we talk about freedom, it's not necessarily like, yes, we're going to have our basic things. Like we want freedom of rights. You know, we don't want to go to jail for things that we say, right? Which, you know, Canada hasn't been kind of going down the right path, in my opinion. But, you know, there's a lot of things that we need freedom for. But true freedom is also financial freedom, yeah. right? Hey, we can talk about non-materialistic things for the rest of our lives. But at the end of the day, if we don't have money, how are we going to survive, mm -hmm. right? You know, if you're not 20 years old already putting money in RSPs, what are you doing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we can hold that off, yeah. right? We can have our fun now. We can, you know, be happy in the moment, right? So what happens when you're 50 and 60 years old, right? When when no you more. don't have this energy anymore, yeah, exactly. right? Do you want to be those people that are walking, that come to the gym when they're 60 years old and have kyphotic posture, mm -hmm. right? They have, you know, their upper backs are hurting. They're having rhomboid issues. They're having all these things. You don't want that. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is the time when we have the ability, the ability to gain that financial freedom. Mm -hmm. Right. And yes, you still need to enjoy life. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you know, I'm all, I'm a very bad person with saying that because I work seven days a week, but yeah. I have shows that I need probably need to take a Sunday off. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, there is going to be things that we sacrifice in terms of getting that. I don't have always the right answers with that. But mm -hmm. what I do know is that realizing that at a young age, and being able to set yourself a daily plan of what's working. And if you're hitting those goals and getting those little wins every day, right? Mm -hmm. You know, make 10 cold calls every day if you're a salesperson, yeah. right? Talk to 10 new people on the floor, mm -hmm. right? Do all these things. And if you really truly want to get to that place, you will take that discipline and you will transfer that into your life every single day, mm -hmm. right? Lots of people don't, they complain about it, yeah. right? At the end of the we all want financial freedom. We all want to have freedom. Yeah. That's an easy thing to say. But are you doing what it takes every day to do that? Well, and I think just like I was having a discussion with somebody this summer, actually, a few discussions. And the one person was saying, you know, money's not the most important thing in the world. There's other things that are more important. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Like your your social life, the people you love are way more important than money. But at the end of the day, one thing that money do does is it buys you freedom. Who's going to pay for your mother's uh, senior bills when she has to go into an old folks home? Exactly. And right. What, what yes. is she going to do? Live by herself when oh. she's going through brain, like, you know, she's going through Alzheimer's. She's having all these issues. Yeah. If you can't afford that, you're not helping her. Our job mm -hmm. as children, right, is to be able to support our parents. People don't realize that. Okay, our parents are here to support us until we're of age to start supporting them, yeah. right? That is what we have to give to our parents. They brought us into this life. They are, they are the people that fed us from, you know, now, from an uh, infant all the way until we moved out. The least that we can do is support our family, yeah. right? And I don't understand the people that take that for granted, right? They're like, oh, well, you know, parents should be able to support us through our whole life. No, they shouldn't, no, they shouldn't. right? They didn't bring us to this life for them to be some sort of babysitter, yeah. right? This is this is like a companionship. This is family. This is yeah. where you're supposed to help them out later on. Mm -hmm. That's another reason I do what I do, right? And I want to keep on pushing and working and making money is because my parents aren't going to be able to make money one day, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, you, you know what? It's right. You know, family is more important than money. But unfortunately, with the way the climate is in today's world, money is what drives everything. Yeah. Money is the fundamental concept that all humans agree upon. At the end of the day, money doesn't really – it doesn't mean anything. The concept of money 
means fucking nothing. But the only reason we are able to utilize it in society is because we all agree upon it, right? The second that society just gives up on the concept of money, all this work, all this everything for nothing, right? That's never going to happen at the end of the day when it comes to money. Um, it's the one thing that will always keep on going on. Um, but regardless, though, the one quote that kind of came to my mind when we were talking about this was me and my buddy have actually been talking about this a lot where it's like hard times make hard men, hard men make good times. Good times make soft men, soft men make hard times. That's, there's a lot of men in that, in that category. bro. You know what I mean? I don't know. It might be <laughs> men, just people in general. Right. Mm. And <laughs> it's just, it's so true. And we're at a time where we're now soft, right? The ideology now is that, um, granted, it's a lot harder nowadays to get ahead in society than it was 50 years ago. Mm, not necessarily. I think it was. And I'm going to say the inflation has been fucked up. People are now graduating with almost the same amount of money that people were graduating with before. Okay. But houses were like fourth the cost. Granted, at the end of the day, it's all you just have to be smart with your money. And that's something that they're not teaching in schools is how to be smart with your money. But I think it's just this. So whose job is it? In your opinion, whose job is it to be safe with your money? I'm biased because my dad taught me money. And then I went to school for finance. So I have a, uh, I'm not a good understanding of money, but I have like educationally wise, I have the background to say I understand the concept of money. But I think that it should be instilled in you in your childhood, the concept of money and how to save your money. Mm-hmm. Right, not necessarily whatever you want to do with it, but just getting good habits and be like, no, you don't need to go to McDonald's four times a week or three times. Yeah, a week. but you that's but I mean? everyone knows that. People yeah. just don't. They don't people, follow it. People don't because follow at it. a young age they were taught to go do those things. Yeah, you know they I, were given those royalties in life. They weren't sure. taught like yeah. necessarily financial discipline. Yeah, you know for sure. Like you know there is going to be a lot of things that you know from a young age you gain as a habit, right? And you're not taught otherwise. But you know what, man? The real world will teach you one way or another. Like every everything in life is going to be a lesson. People will find that out, mm-hmm. right? And do I feel like school should be teaching you that? I mean, you know what? I think in a lot of times they do, right? Um, I'm trying to think about that class. Is okay. Called. Well, I'm going to say something. Uh, I think I know what your class about. But I think I read a quote one time where it's just like the reason they don't teach people financial discipline and just financial knowledge is because the economy is built on people stupidly spending their money. If everybody began to save their money and not spend it on stupid shit, mm-hmm. do you know how quickly the economy You're right, would Zeroni. fall no, apart? No, dude, I, you know what? I'm, I, I agree with that, and I don't agree with that at the same I'm time. I as well, too. And I'm yeah. not going to be a fencer, because I hate being a fencer, because like, that's like the worst stance to take on something. But, I'm a fencer. <laughs> but, but I'll say this, though, right? I do believe that, yeah, you know what? If everyone saved their money... It would make it a lot harder for a lot of these companies and make it a lot harder for the, the higher class and make it a lot tougher for insurance and all this stuff to get people because people would be smarter with their money, mm-hmm. right? But everyone can be smart with their money. People choose not to, mm-hmm. right? And and for us to justify, you know, actions or when people are like, oh, I just didn't, I didn't know this at a young age. I didn't know this. Everyone has that power to learn it. If you don't have money, we have a the great source of the internet. And yes, I do believe parents are the number one thing or sorry, they're the number one factor in terms of teaching um, the youth what they have to learn. And if a parent can't do that because sometimes they just aren't educated themselves, that's an issue, Mm -hmm. right? But 
I think that for that issue, I mean, it's it's not something that's just as easily fixed as like we just start teaching that more in the schools. Yeah. Right. I mean, hey, do you think? What teach- do you think the solution oh, well, would be for? Uh, it? Well, I'll, I'll bring it up. Right. So for one, okay, we should start teaching more of these things in the schools. Let's go to like a school like sh- in Chicago, for example. Yeah. Right. You go to one of these like you go to one of these inner city schools, whatever. Right. Do you, these teachers don't get paid enough to do what they do, or to even care? To care, yeah, man. You know what? I have one of my clients is a teacher. His name is Jordan, right? This guy is an incredible person. One of the smartest people I um I know. I've been training this guy for three years. You know the things that he tells me about his job, the things that he knows is is incredible. Like this guy is so smart, but he gets paid fifty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. right? And then you have people who are just great salesmen making $200,000 a year, right? And I'm not going to go off of, you know, who gets paid more, like what they do. But at the end of the day, these are the people that are educating our youth, right? If we want people to start putting more interest into children, we have to start paying them more, right? Mm -hmm. Give them more of a wage, right? Mm -hmm. Give them more. We have to put more money into education. We have to, right? And I don't think that's the biggest issue even with the education system, Mm -hmm. right? How many people went to your schools, Roni? At high school? Yeah. Uh, a thousand. One thousand people. Yeah. Okay. How many football teams did you have? One. You had one football team. How many people were on the football team? 41. Let's say 41. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what happens to those other 30 kids, 40 kids who couldn't make the team? What do they do? I don't know, man. Go play video games or something probably. Sure. Okay, so these kids. There's the odd one who goes practice more, yeah. make the team for the next year. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what? This is the problem we have in education, right? It's not even so much that we're not getting taught things; that we're not giving kids purpose in life, right? We're not giving people that drive for them to want to be successful. How many people talk about anxiety and depression nowadays? It is the biggest thing going on. Yeah. Right? Why it's are kids like hip to have it now? At this it's point. exactly. Yeah. It, it's so as much bad as that now. sounds. And the reason has their own yeah, shit, and the reason for that man is there is one there's one football team there's one basketball team there's one volleyball team there's yeah. one drama club, right? For the kids that can't get onto something like that, what do they do? Right? They start smoking pot. They start drinking alcohol. They start partying too much. Yeah. They start getting involved in the wrong crowds. Yeah. Right? When when kids start doing that stuff, they're already messing themselves up at a young age. Yeah. That's something a parent can't fix always. Mm-hmm. Right. Coming from a family that, and I had a very good family yeah. coming from a family and having, you know, a sister who went through that bad shit because of an injury, not being able to be on a sport or something. It made a difference. Yeah. Right. And it's not that. And the, the, the thing is not that they're not playing a sport is that they're not building those functional skills of facing adversity, overcoming challenges, yeah. becoming in social circles. Yeah. Right. How many kids didn't have friends? Right? How are they learning these things? Mm-hmm. I've learned so many things off people that I know. Yeah. Right? I talk to my clients. I wouldn't even know half the shit I know about crypto, about real estate, about anything if I didn't have clients. I'm not doing that research. Yeah. I'm at the gym 16 hours a day. You just know how to talk to people. Yeah. yeah. If I was able to just be at my gym all day, not, let's say I sat in a desk, right? I didn't even interact with people. I'm doing statistical analysis every single day, yeah. right? All this stuff. I would not have half of the skills I have now because you have something I don't have. This person has something I don't have. Where do I get that from? Social interaction. Mm. So these people that are introverted people that are claiming to stay at an introverted level, right? They're self, 
you know, not helping them. They're, they're not helping themselves in real world, mm-hmm. right? There is introverted people, but I know many introverted people that still put themselves in social atmospheres because they see the benefits of it. No, and I think it's uh, both perspective. It's balance of both. I think you do have to have that social aspect and learn from outside sources, but then you also have to do the research yourself as well too, and gain your own perspective at times. Um, but I think one thing that I want to go back to, you're talking about high school. And one thing that I've realized, you know, I'm fucking, I'm almost 24. So high school was only six years ago, but I was thinking, I was like, how much the social aspect of high school changed who I was or made me who I was. And I was realizing all these things where it's just like, oh, I'm this person. But then it's like, I wonder how other people feel who weren't in a, a, a position of privilege that I was. You know, especially for me being a, an athletic person. Mm-hmm. So I was given a lot of the benefit of the doubt as well, too. Um, I had a very supportive family growing up. And I still acknowledge, like, I st- I'm still aware of, like, pitfalls as well, too, in life. Right? And I can only imagine for people who didn't have the privilege I had in life growing up, especially through high school, to have that social status of being, like, the athlete. Like, I, I kind of feel bad in terms of that because in high school I wasn't aware of that. Mm-hmm. But I also identify how much it shaped who I am. If that makes sense. Exactly. And I know what you mean, but that's not something that us as individuals should be well, upset think, about. And yeah. this this goes beyond deeper than, you know, our teachers at school, the high schools, all this. This goes beyond that. This is this is developed on purpose. Maybe maybe if you want to say, hey, you know, there's a reason behind, you know, why we're not getting taught things. But there's there's also like reasons on why there's not three or four sports teams. Like there's reasons why there's not a lot of this stuff, and it's because a lot of these kids are not growing up to be your successful people, mm-hmm. and that's the sad part. It does not mean that they have any less smarts than us. It does not mean that we are anything better. Yeah. It's the fact that we had the opportunity when no one else did, mm-hmm. right? And when I don't feel sorry for somebody that goes through a hard time that had like, not even that, you know, you can come from the most rich family of all time and still go through shit. You can still go, go, go through stuff. Right. But I don't feel sorry for people anymore. Anybody. Mm -hmm. Right. Because at the end of the day, we all have that chance. We all have that thing. And even if it's tougher for you, right. You always have that capability of coming back from it's all in your head. The and way you perceive life is all in your head. Your perspective on things is all in your head. The way you talk to yourself determines who you are in life and how you act in life. Like I was reading a book the other day, and it was saying that a lot of people in their head, when they talk about, say, going to the gym the next day, it's, yeah, I will go to the gym. But then this guy was saying, he's like, no, no, you don't say you will because you're already telling yourself. It's like you're not even like being um, – you're not being strict on yourself. He's like, say I am I am going to be this person. I am going to go to the gym. I am going to do this. And it's just like, at the end of the day, it's just the way you think and the way you, your thoughts are formulized in your head determines so much of your outcome in life. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, it, you know, and we can hype this forever. Like, you know, it's, it's all going to be like something that comes internalized from yourself and, you know, the education system, all this kind of stuff, you know, like everyone wants to put their blames on things. People want to blame, you know, uh, Trump for like what he did. People want to blame Clinton for the things that she did. Like everyone has this, like let's blame other kind of mentality. Right. But you know, that's all from that same bias standpoint to be quite honest. Like there's so many, 
there's so many points that you could see on both sides, right? It depends on what you're tuning into. And that's what I want to like key into is tuning, tuning into, right? If you were to tune into Fox News every day, what do you think you're most likely going to be? Oh, a Trump supporter, Republican, sure. far right. Right. And hey, you know, you, you might truly like thoroughly believe in that. Right. But you're tuning in. You're purposely tuning yourself into that. If you're on the opposite side, you're probably going to tune in to CNN, maybe CBC, whatever. Yeah. Right. And I feel like we're always tuning in to what we want to believe in. Right. Versus what we should be doing is we should be tuning into everything. Right. Let's really see what's going on in the world. Let's really see what that person that we never talked to in class is doing. Right. Because they all have different kind of mentalities and mindsets based upon their environment, based on where they came from. And to be quite frank, it's all kind of right. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't we we put such a biased standpoint on it because that's our reality of what's going on. Right. Our reality is true to us, but it might not be true to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Right. For that person who's making over 100K a year, they're probably going to be a Republican because they don't want to get taxed. Yeah. Right. Which is like the sole reason that a lot of people do vote more right, less taxes. Dude, 100%. Right. I understand. It's like people who say like, oh, people vote for Trump or racist. It's like, no, they probably just want to pay less fucking taxes and have a more successful business. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You know, but then I don't blame the people that aren't doing that. Maybe don't have that same opportunity and they want to get more handouts in life. Mm. I get it. Right. So are we ever going to become to that realization in the world that we're all going to be happy with? And that answer is no. And it never will be, in my opinion. We're never going to come to that realization because there's people that are coming from every single part of life, every single kind of family and all this. And we're not going to fix that. Over, for one, overnight, but two, we're not going to fix that probably ever. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't want to be that person to also never have hope in that, but I just think that's the way life is. Well, we can always improve. Like, we'll never reach that utopian society that everybody thinks of where you wake up with fucking flowers in your head and everything's We improve, no but stress. we don't at the same time. But I think at the end of the day, like, you need... Like, people always want, like, oh, I want this happiness, I want this, I want that. But it's like, you got to go through shit, and you got to almost hit rock bottom sometimes yeah. to realize what you want. Um, but I kind of want to go back to your, your high school thing. Because you are sure. talking about high school and about how a lot of people aren't taught, like, proper education yeah. in high school and how to deal with life. Um, what do you think the solution would be? Because I know for myself, I think that, well, Offer I think there should be, like, yeah. more financial literacy. Sure. At least the basics. I understand the economy needs to, like have some stupid people in there to keep it going. But I think something for just in general, just like psychology and just like the, the concept of like self-improvement and self-awareness, I think. Yeah, man, honestly, like what I would say would be the best thing that we can do in terms of fixing, you know, a lot of the depression, the anxiety, that kind of thing within the high schools and like, you know, the solution, Add more programs. I mean, that would be a start. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but that's a tough, that's a tough question, man. Right. Very tough. Because it's the same reason on why we can't hand out participation medals. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that's also not giving people, you know, what real life is, mm-hmm. right. Life is about, are you here? Are you down here? Life is about, are you good at math? Are you bad at math? Are you good at football? Are you bad? Like, I feel like we need to have more teaching with kids 
of how to set what they really want in life and what really truly is their purpose. And that's kind of what I want this to be filtered around is, you know, find your purpose in life. Mm -hmm. Take a step back from whatever you're doing, from this daily thing that you're doing, this futuristic mindset where we're like, you know, what what do I want to see in five years? How am I going to feel next week? Stop worrying about the past, but just think about right now, right? What would really make you happy? right? What kind of things do you really want to see in your life? What can I do more of to get there? Right? And I don't think a lot of people think about that because I didn't think about that. Yeah. Right? I was living this life just going in and every day and I had fun times. I had bad times and I still do. Right? But it's a lot better now that I have like a roadmap of where I want to get to. Mm. You know, you can't say that you have a destination, right? Without knowing where that journey is going to go. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a, it's really awesome to have dreams. Mm-hmm. Right. But a dream can't become reality unless you do what it takes to get there. Right. Absolutely. Then it's just a dream, not yeah. a goal. Well, it's like everybody thinks that getting to their goals is going to be this easy stuff. I'll just do this and then that and then I'm there. But it's like it's not. There's ups and there's valleys. There's peaks. Same as like your mindset. Everything. It's like being some shit coins, man. Yeah, you're going man. up, you're going down. Yeah. <laughs> but think, Saying it though. Yeah. But I think one thing too, man, it's just like people don't think about that stuff because it causes them anxiety to think about that stuff. Like I know people who don't think about money because them thinking about their financial situation causes them anxiety. I think a lot of people don't think about their future and like myself included too sometimes because sometimes it is easier just to be like, ah, I'm just going to wake up and live my day today, right? Not think about how can I better myself, right? I take I take those days once in a while. I try not to take them as much. But once every few weeks, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not doing a fucking thing today. Um, but I think people are just scared of thinking about the future because it causes them anxiety. So I think we're, we're I think full people, of a generation. People are just scared of, people are just scared, scared of failure, right? Mm. And yeah. people are scared of failing. People are scared of looking stupid. It's the same reason why you don't ask that girl on the second date. It's the same reason you don't ask the girl even on the first date, yeah. right? It's because we're so scared of getting rejected in life and we're scared of failing ourselves. It's a lot easier in life to take the easy way out and to watch Netflix and to play video games and to jerk off and to do all this shit. And those dopamine rushes. Yeah. Those dopamine rushes. And just to, you know, and that, and you know, the dopamine rushes, but it's just like, it's an easier way to avoid it than it is to actually do it. Right. And again, that comes down to a mindset and habit, Mm -hmm. right? You do something every single day. It becomes something that you just do. Right. And you're going to feel a lot better in about a month to three months time than if you just didn't do it and you took the easy way out. Hey, I would prefer to eat ice cream than to eat chicken and rice like I do. Yeah. Right. You know, I didn't get in the shape I got in from, you know, not eating healthy or not doing this. And it's not just from genetics. Right. You know, I really work hard and like, do I have something I'm working towards right now? Not necessarily, but what it is is that competitive nature again. Well, then dates preparation where they say, what is it? I don't know if it's lucky or whatever, whatever it is, but it's when preparation and like opportunity can uh, arise at the same time. So people are preparing. It's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm preparing for, but I'm pre- preparing for an opportunity. Yeah. You never know when the opportunity is going to come around. And this is actually, this is kind of a question that popped in my head for you though. People always think about like um, equality throughout society everybody should be equal, equal outcome for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think that's bullshit. I think if you're going to do anything though, it should be equal opportunity. 
You know what I mean? Like, is that something that you can agree upon? Probably equal opportunity for people. I like me some Jordan Peterson too. So I, you know what I mean? (laughs) You like that one quote? Uh, My buddy sends it to me fucking once a week where it's just like, you should be a monster, but then learn how to tame your monster. And the part of me is like, I understand that concept, you know, like learn who the darkest person of you is and then learn how to control that. So when the time needed, it's like the concept where you'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a warrior. Right, mm-hmm. so it's like you want to be able to be this monster. Did you read a quote tell... book before this, man? Come on, <laughs> Yo, I love, I live and die for quotes. That's my dad raised me on quotes. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, I'm. It makes a lot of sense. Quotes. It makes a lot of sense, but I think then quotes are handy, man. Because you'll come to points in life where you just be like, okay, I heard this one fucking quote, and as like stupid as quotes are, you just get to a point where you're just like, this makes sense. I understand the situation I'm in because this quote applies to that. Okay, I should do this. It's like a guidestone almost. Yeah, you know, like every quote had some kind of relatively meaning to that person's life, right? Well, it's and like he, networking for you. It's it, somebody else has gone through it, and I'm learning from their example of what they went through. Yeah, exactly, right? And, you know, I would prefer, you know, to learn it before I failed. You know, lots of people are like, oh, like, you know, fail and you're going to learn. I'm like, hey, I would almost rather prevent myself from doing it. But if I do fail, best believe it's going to be a lesson well i think right? like for myself it's one thing that made me kind of overcome my fear of failure was there's times where i failed at something and i didn't give it my all those were the times where i was like fuck that sucks i wish I, like that that scared me i wish i didn't that happen to me but if i gave my all and then i failed it's like yeah fuck it whatever man i tried and i move on right i feel like a lot of people are they have like the wrong mindset when it comes to failure. It's like, if you give it your all and you still fail, it's like, who gives a shit? You still, you still gave everything you had. You'd rather be a, um, I forget what the fucking quote is exactly. Another quote once again, but it's like, I'd rather be somebody in their arena getting the shit kicked out of me than somebody in the stands watching it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I would rather just give it a shot and see if it fails, it fails, but at least I fucking tried. Right. That's the least, and so many people nowadays just don't even give try or give a shit about a life. Mm, well, yeah, and that's no. kind of what you've been saying this whole time. Yeah. Right. And so, what was the biggest thing for you was this networking. Yeah. And learning from people, but do you also like read books as well too? Because I know for me, I got a lot of my shit from like outside sources, like reading books. Yeah, and stuff. like I do. Like I mean, I read like you know uh, a lot of financial books. Like you know, I really enjoyed reading The Wealthy Barber or like Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. You know, I'm definitely someone that does read some books um i would say though i love to watch people like i love youtube like i'm more of that kind of learner i've been moving into the books but you know i think at any time you know if you're trying to like learn something in your day and you know it's just going to be so much more beneficial and i will gladly say that i feel like i am way happier now that i have a little bit more context behind me than when you know back in the day you know three four years ago i was 18 19 i didn't really do much right and you know i think knowledge is so powerful and that's what really will drive you to the next level in your life yeah right is knowledge and you know that's the one thing about being 23 and like me is i don't have as much knowledge as i want to because i'm just i'm i haven't had that experience yet and that that feed for wanting that you know 
it really drives me. And that's like why I love what I do so much is, you know, what job can you do where you're really learning something every day? It's nothing's the same. You're not doing the same. You're not doing the same, you know, ABC that I did the day before. Mm. And, you know, I love the fitness industry for that because, you know, I could be one of these trainers where I am going through the exact, you know, this is our progressions for the week. This is the sets, the tempo, the reps, the workload. This is how I'm going to make you become the best athlete. And for some clients, that's what I do. But for some clients, they want to come in and they want to bullshit with you too, right? And it's not like we're talking about nothing. You know, they love to talk about what they love to do. They love to talk about their work. And I became someone that was so much of that class clown and that talker to someone that really listened, right? And being able to listen and just to absorb knowledge of what other people have is such a huge trait and skill that I learned. And I think that being that humble self and being coachable will get you way further in life than being that arrogant person that knows it all. And I know that seems like it's cliche and everyone knows that, but all of us, you know, if you really think about it, how many people in your life when you're even in your friend group, do you know that you just can't have that conversation with? You just can't teach them anything, right? It could be your dad. It could be your mom. Like, you know, who just you can't talk to about anything, mm-hmm. right? Or, you know, they always have that different little way of doing it. They can't just take your advice. And that's what I find to be one of the most toxic traits in human nature is, you know, being able to be coachable and like, well, that's the best one, but not being able to be coachable is very toxic. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing in relationships, right? I am, I hear about it all, right? I hear about the healthy relationships. I hear about the toxic ones. I've been in toxic ones. I've been in decent ones. Yeah. You know, we, (laughs) yeah, I never, not good enough for me to stay with it, obviously. Right. But, You know, we've all had those experiences, yeah. right? So being able to like see what goes right and goes wrong in it is, you know, things like compromising, you know, do you compromise? Do you come to a solution, right? Everybody has problems, mm-hmm. right? It just depends if you're solving the issue. You can't solve it for one because the other person still has that issue resonating, yeah. right? You might not be able to solve the full problem, but you can solve it enough to see that there's a compromise involved, yeah. right? So when someone, like I said, comes into the gym and they said, hey, you know, we want to lose 30 pounds, right? I'm not going to be like, let's go bench 225 yeah. because that's not solving their issue, mm-hmm. right? That's creating something that I had. So kind of going back on to what I was saying about compromising in relationships is you get to see this pattern with a lot of people and that's the fact that they just can't listen to anything. And I don't know where that comes from, Yeah, but I, I think that's, that's something that needs to change. Like yeah. that would be something that could, you know, help a lot of people. I fucking love that. Cause I was actually reading a book this summer and they were talking about, um, just like the brain and like, how do people like how to keep on learning things in life? Like don't hit that plateau in life. And they were talking about some of the most successful people in life. One of the key traits they are is they're humble and they don't real necessarily realize their full potential, but they're willing to ask people to double check for something. So a lot of people in business, for example, will be like, ah, they'll propose an idea and like they're, they're very like, talented. They know what they're talking about. They'll propose an idea, but they'll still kind of be unsure about it, but they'll ask for outside help okay. to confirm it. So they always say those people, because they carry that trait of being humble, they're more open-minded to learning new things and developing new ideas. Because of that trait, they usually become more successful because they don't hit that plateau. And I call it like people just being stuck in fucking high school, man. 
just being stuck in that high school mindset where it's just like, this is who I am, this and that. And I'm never going to try and improve. I don't want to read books. Like, like this world, like you're only on here for how many fucking years? It's like, for me, it's like, I want to experience as much as possible. And I want to learn as much as possible. Cause those are the two things as a human being that I can do is gain as much knowledge as I can and do as much experience as I can. I know for me starting this podcast, it's taught me so many like, important lessons in life, regardless if it's just the actual skills required to do a podcast, regardless of the editing skills involved or the talking skills involved. But it's those mental obstacles that I've had to overcome. It's those four months where I'm like, ah, I don't want to fucking do that. And it's like, okay, well, let's fucking do it. This is because this is what it represents. Because if you put the time into it, then you get what you deserve. And like, I don't know, man. It's just, I hate when people are just stuck in their own mindsets. And regardless how much you be like, hey, what about this idea or that idea? They're just uncoachable. Yeah. And I, I, I fucking hate uncoachable people. Like, as bad as it sounds, it's just I almost have no time for them. Cause it's wow. like, what's the point of even talking to you if you're just gonna be stuck in your own traits? Hundred percent, stuck in your own mindset. Zeroni, let me go take a piss though, bro. I've been.